Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I'm like, what is going on with Facebook now? Yes. I'm so used to pre recording my shows and um and the other stuff, so I don't sometimes Facebook is not really um friendly when it comes to me for some reason. I don't know what, what it is. Yes. But definitely I'm glad you guys can come on. I'm Thank glad y'all didn't give up because I was like, that's it. I'm not doing that. We're going to go find another date or something. Because <laughs> I, I was supposed to do it at the studio where we had everything set up and we was going to record everything. But I'm like, nah, okay, let me do it at home when no one's here. And hopefully nobody comes to knock on the door or anything. But it's definitely um, a blessing to um, meet you guys. Um, I did read your, I did do my, I always do my background check on people when I see you guys. Um, you're doing amazing things, but I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself both of you guys and um let people know who you are and where you're from uh well my name is pastor vicky lynn thomas and i am from san antonio texas and uh, elder frederick uh frank dernbach i'm from punta gorda florida punta down by gorda, Sarasota, florida. Florida. yes and for yes. those that are just coming in if you don't know my name is um i have a podcast called real talk with angel bless and you can catch me every tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm on all platforms. And I also have a spot, um, podcast called Job Talk Sports Podcast. And you catch that every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time also. So I want to jump right in. I want you guys to tell me what you guys do for a living. As a, It could be uh, in your ministry part. Okay. Well, I am uh, the assistant pastor of my dad's church. Uh-huh. Um, that I have been for over for almost four years mm -hmm. and I also have a women's ministry called Real Women with Real Life Issues mm -hmm. that I've had for uh, it's about to be almost four years for that as well mm. oh, you can see me pouring? okay oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pouring like y'all in front of me <laughs> sorry about that I am uh, I'm the uh, head armor bearer for uh, her father's her her father's church. I'm also a, a licensed minister as of last Sunday. Uh -huh. um, but I have been involved in ministry over 25 years. My original uh, pastor slash bishop is in Tampa Bay, Florida, uh -huh. um, where, I, where I was birthed in the ministry. So and then I came here by way of uh, my children. So that's okay. why. I'm doing okay, cool. And who was your pastor in Tampa? Uh, bishop Ben B. Jefferson. Oh, my mom. Go that's my mom, Pastor. She goes there, too. Yes, yes man. What a story. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, with your Real Women Ministry, how did you birth that? How did that become you brought that to life? To, to Vicky or myself? For me. Miss Vicky, yes. Oh, yes, uh, because it was... It was always um, placed in my heart to help women, you know, knowing the struggle is real mm -hmm. and... Uh, it was something that God just allowed me and ordained me to have. And I didn't know how I was going to start it. I didn't know, you know, how many were going to show or if anybody would come because I've been like quiet all my life and never really <laughs> talked in front of, a, you know, a whole lot of people. So, um, but with God's permission, it is, it has started and we're growing. You trying to be behind scenes and God like, no, ma'am. Yeah, no, push me bring your, bring your butt right. up here. Come up here right now. And he Straight tends to do that. Time. Yeah, he tends to do that with a lot of us. We try to hide behind the scenes and we don't want to be seen. But when it's our time to go up and to um, help people and what who we're assigned to, it, nothing no one can do or say can stop that. 
You know, I did do I did do a background check on you. Not like background checks you away from, but your ministry is nice. Um, I appreciate you doing that because there's a lot of people not doing a lot of stuff for the youth or women or even the young fellows. And we need more of that now because we see what's going on in the world. We see a lot of stuff going on. And a lot of the things my grandma was talking about, because, you know, we used to think our grandmas was crazy. <laughs> grandma Christine, that's my grandma. She went to your church, too. And, you know, but we definitely need to um, continue to speak life and, and, and show people that we do. We st- there's still a few good people that also can live. Jesus can live through us, too. And what right. about you, Frederick? Uh, what are what are you doing uh, to uh, make a positive impact onto this community, into your community? God gave me a ministry um, to help restore and to reconcile homeless back to Christ. Um, coming through Bishop Henry Jefferson's ministry back home, um, I came in from the street. I was homeless. Mm-hmm. I got a crash cans. I stayed in a crack abandoned, you know, hotels, and I was involved in gangs. Um, it out of the, like I said, it out of the trash can, living under the bridge until Bishop Benby Jefferson's ministry came and brought me in and taught me, um, how to go back out and to do what God did for me through that ministry. So that's what I'm doing. We're doing out here in San Antonio. We're building to help, you know, feed the homeless and reach the inner city crowd of the homeless and anybody that really wants to eat or be taught the word of God, just like I was taught. And that's amen. And I was just going to ask you the next question about your testimony. And how do you get to where you was at now? So you just told me your testimony. But you can continue because it can help somebody else that may be listening. Because you, both of you guys. I have two guests. I have two guests. Um, I was um, 17 years old in gangs. Mm -hmm. Uh, My parents had disowned me. Uh, I spent a year on the street. And uh, when Bishop Jefferson sent some people to come get me from underneath the bridge, um... You know, it. Uh, God had done a miracle in my life uh-huh. through the ministry. Um, uh-huh. And so uh, to get where I was at, where I'm at now, part of it, I was facing 25 years in prison. Uh-huh. And through the man of God's ministry and the, and the woman of God's ministry, um, God spared my life to, uh, you know, and, and, and Bishop told me, he said, if you don't preach the gospel, you're going to you're going to go to a dark devil, devil's hell. Amen. Uh-huh. And so. I was nothing I do would work and I tried to make it out of a lie I did but the more I did in the world the worse I got uh-huh. I back to do what God called me to do it worked uh-huh. that's why I stayed and that's been over 25 years ago when I first went into that ministry so so when you say you were in the game so joining the game it was that because you probably did you have a father and a mother in your home were you looking for some type of they relationship were, yes ma'am they were great parents but I was the youngest Mm-hmm. So I was bored and I always got into mischief and then a gang activity. I got involved in the gangs because I went homeless and I had mm-hmm. no work. Yes, mm-hmm. so, Okay. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so through all that, you 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 have more compassion for people that have been through because we can sense what someone's going through when we went down that same path. And that's amazing too. What about you, Miss Vicky? What, what is your testimony? Oh, we <laughs> the truth, nothing but the truth, but the whole truth. <laughs> oh, help me, God. Um, well, well, what I do, uh, why the whole women's ministry started is because I, I started having kids early, you know, which some of us do. I had my first child at 16 years old, and um. But I had a, a family to uh, help me and guide me that they didn't judge me and or anything like that. Um, man, been been married twice, divorced twice, uh, rejected. Um, 
from from people close and far off, um, misunderstood a lot. And so I just always wanted to, I asked the Lord for something to just uh, to give back, you know, nevertheless, mm-hmm. how I struggled. Of course, I struggled financially, uh, raised my children practically by myself. Um, you know, so it was, it was, it was hard, but it was a challenge and it's only, it didn't kill me, you know, it Mm -hmm. only brought out the strength in me and how I'm still able to stand today. So I help uh, young women with, with theirs, with formula, diapers, amazing, or, if they if they just need gas or um i want to soon help with a, a tuition with their tuition like a scholarship annually mm-hmm. and uh that's what i'm kind of in the middle of doing right now and also for providing a home for women to come um you know that we have this different situations we've been verbally abused we've been physically abused we've been mentally whether mm-hmm. it's someone else or even if we've done it to ourselves you know if we allowed one word to hinder our life you know up to so far and so it's a healing and deliverance ministry and it's not i didn't want to limit it with anything because we don't serve a limited god and mm-hmm. so it's whatever is needed. It whatever you need help in. That's that's my goal to provide and give back. And that's an amazing ministry when it comes down to the diapers and the milk and so forth like that. Because we can all agree, we came up in a different era where we did have help. You know what I'm saying? We, mm-hmm. we did have help, but now it's like a whole different ball game. Because I see a lot of these young mothers that don't have help, or they're passing their children on to other people that doesn't have the patience to watch their child and so forth. And you see on the news this happened and that happened, but that is an amazing thing that you can give them life skills in order. To show them how to survive out in this world right now today. Yeah. Because we I know when you both start your ministry, helping the homeless and helping the mothers, it wasn't easy. You know what I'm saying? That's why I tell people all the time, stop trying to walk in other people's shoes. Because do you really want those attacks that comes behind that? Do you actually want to be homeless, lose your job, lose your car? Do you want those? Do do you want to be crying at night saying, I need help and nobody's helping you? They don't understand that. They don't that understand part, that. That yeah. part. I, I believe everybody has their like lowest month, their rock bottom. Let mm-hmm. me say it like that. And everybody's rock bottom is different. Yes. You know? so my rock bottom was I didn't feel I had my parents. I didn't feel I had the ones that was there at one particular time in my life. And I remember being in a hotel and, you know, just feeling all alone. So feeling bad. And you know what? You know how every if you notice, every hotel used to have a Bible in it, Mm -hmm. but not all of them do anymore. Oh, wow. Right. If you notice when we go to these, even these exotic hotels or the hole in the walls, whichever Mm -hmm. ones um, that they don't have. That they don't have a Bible, but when this happens to me, it happens to snowed here, which it hardly does. Mm-hmm. Um, I opened that Bible up, and from there, I just began weeping, wailing, pouring out, and a little, little did I know, but that that was my rock bottom, you know. But like his rock bottom, as you heard, was you know lit. 
of being homeless and sleeping on the street and in and out of trash cans. See, everybody rock bottom is different, but different, everybody yeah. does have a rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it was not for that rock bottom, you know, we wouldn't have any um, influence or motivation like football players or basketball players growing up in the ghetto. That mm-hmm. was their motivation enough for them to get them out and bring their family out along with them. Yeah. And so everybody, you know, to each his own, but that that's the point of it all. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to men, uh, ministry and um, mentoring people and helping like the women or the um, homeless, how do you separate from you being biased to people? Because I see a lot of people, they will throw their, um, what I'm looking for, they'll throw their situation, when, when the persons have an issue, they'll throw their situation on top of them and start to judge them. How do you, you separate from you guys being biased? Well, I, I can only, you got it? Okay. Well, I can only answer uh, for me. First of all, I love counseling. I love mentoring. <laughs> and it, it's just, for me, it's, it's not being biased, allowing God, first of all, because I got to pray. You know, I'm, uh-huh. I'm not trying to hear what Vicky is trying to say because exactly. Vicky don't know everything. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit do. Mm-hmm. And um, it helps when I'm counseling different teenagers or women. People be surprised who, you know, inbox me out the blue. It could be your own family member. But you just have to find that one somebody that you feel you can trust and you can yeah. confide in. Let your hair down and be yourself. Now, I'm going to give you the truth because that's what's going to help you. And I don't, I don't want to sugarcoat it, but I'm gonna present it in such a way because I personally believe in our delivery when helping people is how, it's what we say and how we say it, and it's how we approach it, is how we deliver to that person to be able to receive what we're saying to not try to come across like even though I'm the one helping you. Um, like I don't need help sometimes or, um, you know, uh, vice versa, just to meet my goal, uh, or help of the Holy Ghost is just to meet people where they are. Yeah, yeah. That's why, that's why I can't be judgmental. I can't afford to be judgmental. If that was the case, you know, out of all the sin things that I've done, <laughs> you know, and my family didn't judge me and I was grounded and rooted. Um, with my father in the ministry and my mother and my children being preachers as well too um you know the, uh, of how you approach a situation but I gotta I gotta give it to you real because if I don't that's not really gonna help you but I'm gonna put it to you in a way that you're gonna receive it and you make you think about it um to me approaching delivery is a, is a lot yeah yes ma'am. I would say the same thing. I seen your point that time. Oh, you seen me? <laughs> uh, I I can only do it the way that I was shown when Bishop Jefferson. Uh, he was a man by example. Mm. Um, but those that he trained underneath him. Um, when I go out and minister to people on the street, uh, you know, when I go out and bring a sandwich, when I, we when we go out and bring soup and sandwiches, I don't give it. Um, in a grudged way, like she said, it's, it's your approach. Like, that's mm-hmm. something I'm learning more and more about as well. But um, I look at them because I was right in that same spot. I don't take some shoes that I wouldn't wear, 
and give them to somebody that I that, that if I wouldn't wear them. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to go and get me a suit out of my closet, if it's cold and give a man a three-piece suit, then I believe it's going to help change that life like it changed mine. Amen. Because you never know. You know, the Bible says that we don't know who we're entertaining, so we could be entertaining angels. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Hebrews, and- uh, you know, uh, Hebrew 13 and 2. You know what I'm saying? If you know Bishop Jefferson... You didn't never say nothing out of the word of God that you didn't know where you were going. So that's, you know, Hebrews 13 and 2, um, that uh, if you don't know who it is. So you give it as unto God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And for you guys that don't know if you're on my friends list, Miss Vicky, the, she is on a radio station. How many times a week are you on a radio station and who is your radio station? It's, K, it's KRVFM um, and every second Sunday, encouraging women nationwide. And it's a weekly at 6.30 p.m. Um, on Rima Gospel Express. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. So if you guys know anyone that, and you don't have to actually be in the um, state of Texas to listen to her podcast or her talk show. No. You guys, just, and after this, she's going to um, give you guys the links or whatever you can um, join her and listen to her in and definitely check her out and go from there and so forth. So if you want to spend your, um, um, nobody else, I'm talking to her. If you want to spend your podcast, just let me know. I'll do something with you and put you on my radio station on our platform with no charge. So just let me know and we'll go from there. Yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. So just let me know and we'll try it out from there. So um, about your radio station, um, how important it is for someone to get deliverance and healing from rooted issues? How important is it? Yeah. We, um, before we know it, we carry it into it, you know what? It boggles down into relationships. Mm-hmm. It boggles down into de- various relationships, whether it be even with your within yourself, mm-hmm. um, uh, other loved ones, whether it's family, whether it's significant other, leading to the husband, a husband and wife. Um, it is. It it is it is so important because we need peace. We need it, it hinders us if we don't. If we're not at a peaceful mind, or or um, if we're double minded, you know, then the word of God says we're unstable in all our ways. So if I'm like that, I can't help you. I need to help myself first. Mm-hmm. And so it's important for me, even the one. Uh, offering the help and giving the counseling or whatever I got to do to go out my way. Like I'm going to go visit this lady in Houston, you know, and uh, whatever wire, you just got to be like sold out because lives are at stake. And what I tell people, people are oftentimes uh, suffering silently. Yes. Mm -hmm. Nope. But dealing with so that's healing and deliverance whether I lay hands on you or not you know I know how to pray I know how to call on Jesus and you know and he can cure he's the one doing the healing and everything I'm just the vessel but I'm the willing vessel mm-hmm. Amen. And that's how important it, it, it affects our own environment within ourselves how we look at ourselves hey do how do you love yourself enough to get help you first you have to admit you have a problem if yes you it definitely problem, you know that then that's kind of you know it's it's hard to get it's hard to get help but to find that one where it's no where i tell people in my 
ministry and I have asked people not to come because it's so very important other people's healing and deliverance this is a no judgment zone like I don't know what people are gonna say I don't know what they've done I don't know what they've been through you know whether it be molestation prostitution whatever but everybody has their own story everybody has a voice and everybody deserves to be loved yes indeed Yes. yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Just to make time for those. that I, That's the thing. I don't think, to me, the ch- church is is not taking that, that extra time. But also, on the good flip side of that, I believe that's why God is calling uh, more people to ministry. That's why there's so many different ministries now to um, for someone to be able to go somewhere and get the help that they need. Exactly. That's and that's what I'm trying to do as well. You know, with Bishop Jefferson, he has help centers all over the country. Um, now he's also international, and what he does is he brings folks in. That's how I believe we kind of have a great connection there, is because uh, following under the House of David Help Center and, and Bishop Emmy Jefferson Ministries, um, he brings in those that no one else wants. Mm-hmm. Some homeless shelters, uh, some other names and places that people can go. Um, and he takes him and loves on him when no one else would love on us. Thinky, nasty, you know. I mean, he, he, you come into that ministry and, and you get a suit, you get a shirt and tie, you get a Bible, you eat, you know, three meals a day. The only requirements that he has for us is to have a heart towards God to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And and so that's what, when she told me about it, man, I was more in love because I was like, wait a minute, this woman here is trying to do what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Huh? He's trying to do. Mm-hmm walk unless they agree you know what i'm saying amos three and three so when i heard that like dr brenda back to jefferson's wife my mother in the faith she sends tough love because you can't bring someone in that that that's tough and and and, and sugarcoat and baby them mm-hmm. in the tough love of jesus christ you know people say god is love he is love so you love him you, you, first he drew us with love amen mm-hmm. and he fixed us with the word of god amen and so when I heard her talk about the women's ministry, I said, wait a minute, I got men that I'm trying to do the same thing with the ministry as well. Not a, not a shelter, not a homeless shelter, not a program, because programs, they end, but a place that they can come and go back home to Bishop Everson's church. And this is the first time I ever heard someone says that, you know, not a program because programs does end, you know? Yeah. Life, a life center where they can come, even when they're clean off drugs, even when mm-hmm. they're clean prostitution yeah, yeah. even they're clean off uh, uh, uh divorces or broken homes mm-hmm. they got a place that they can come back to have service every day like i grew up having with bishop jefferson mm-hmm. so let me ask you guys this so at any time of your your walk and i know it's been plenty of times in your walk especially when you start in your ministries at any time that you guys was like wanted to give up and like what's the what's the um what's the use like i'm getting this happening to me this happening to me you know i know you laugh at me because we all been through that but is there any point in your life you just wanted to give up or something which is telling you you go back there you gonna have to face all those demons you fought and and pray for people about with let me tell you a secret let, let me just do this real ahead, quick the scripture says this in the Philippians, the third, uh, three and thirteen and fourteen chapter, Apostle Paul wrote, it says, "Forgetting those things which are behind, but I press towards the mark." Right? I press. Mm-hmm. Now, my first few years of ministry with Bishop Jefferson, I had a son that passed away on me at three months old. Oh. And I, with the church, mm-hmm. and then we opened the Bible, then we turned to certain other men of God, women of God in the Bible that that 
Um, so if I were going to answer you quickly, so woman of God can have her time to tell you too, is sometimes I did quit. But when I quit, I realized, I'm, like you just said, the same demons, the same tests. If Israel wouldn't have complained and murmured, it wouldn't have been a 40-year journey. You know what I'm saying? So if I don't pass this test, I fail it. I got to go around this mountain all over again in order to pass it. Mm -hmm. And I'll go around and around and around until I pass it, until God gets his glory out of the test that I'm in. That's okay. good. <laughs> oh no um so with without the test you know that then there's no testimony um but in the midst of those tests they they can be so hard mm -hmm. um, so hard to overcome that see let me point this out though anyone who is sold out, you will never, you won't quit something, especially something that God has given you to do. You, you won't quit. It will get hard and will get the thought about quitting because of how hard it is. Uh -huh. But there, there's a, a, a stronger inner being, which is why he gives us these tests to build up strength to not quit. But have I thought about quitting? I mean, I think I just posted that on Facebook. <laughs> I up. Truth be told, especially speaking to us as women, women, men are easier, right? Like, you know, in, in some regard, uh, you know, y'all got issues, right? Amen. But the, the women thing that I run across is, you know, jealousy, envy, or who does she think she is? Um, or she's trying to be someone else. Um, you know, instead of fixing our crowns, because see, I applaud and appreciate everybody's gifts. I know he just didn't give them to me. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? And and there's no one ministry that is alike. It may have like a similarity, but there is something about it that's going to be different. If he made all ministries to be the same, and uh -huh. it would only help or heal only some people instead of all people. Uh -huh. You know, various different ones. But I have thought about giving up. Um, I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> Because the because the test just becomes so hard. So that's what I'm saying. You never know with the anointing of God, the the harder the test, you know, the bigger the victory, right? Mm -hmm. It's worth it in the end, but like while you go through it, if we remember that we're not going through it for us, that we're somebody else. Somebody yeah. else. Amen. Amen. That's true. That is so true. So before we head on, I want you guys to encourage anyone that may be homeless, anyone that may have issues, don't have a mother or father in the home, or, you know, they're on their own and they're trying to get through it. Uh, I want you to encourage them, whether they have children or not, or they're trying to join a gang or anything. What would you tell them? When the Bible, back to the Bible, amen, that's what my answers. I mean, I want to get you sound like my grandma. The Bible said the Bible. <laughs> my grandma used to 
man, she the Bible said, but no, it's nothing wrong with that. That that just remind me of her because she was always in the word. Yes. I give us a turn in life, but you know, um, mother and father for Jesus Christ said, I am your mother and I am your father. Uh-huh. Amen. Yeah. Yes, that's what ever my parents I was such a bad kid I was rebellious I was in and out of juvie in and out of before a courtroom my parents got ready to disown me mm-hmm. I didn't um when in Jefferson I was reported back to my parents when I was 19 years old mm-hmm. they found where I was and, and, and I reunited with my parents once that season God reported my back to me and I put my they passed on, you know, but um, so any words I'm in the gang life um, there is no life gangs was um, was murder, you you were ending up getting killed amen, or, or a prison but I was very close I've had knives on my um, death, death threats long prison sentence and like I said, because I my heart was to do right by God Ministry, homeless, desperate hope that they're not, they're not, in, they're not, you know, except put onto them. And I say, there's only one because that's a choice I made that's that you it. can make the same choice to Jesus Christ. Okay, hear you, Vicky. Uh, uh, that you are uh, <laughs> that you are not that you are not alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be surprised the things that you may go through or that you may encounter. That there's there's help help out there. You just have to reach out. So many times, people have either lost their lives or even taken their lives mm-hmm. because they was too afraid to uh, reach out to help or or they couldn't find anyone that they think that they can confide in and trust and that's why it's so important to me how I talk to people and and what and what I say uh you know that we're no bigger or better than anyone um that that God, you know, we just allow ourselves to be used that we make ourselves available to God. And so mm-hmm. now it's our turn to then make ourselves available to you mm-hmm. because that's why God has vessels here on earth so we can help one another. We're just not all here to look cute and good and <laughs> loud and have a good time. I mean, that you know, that's the good part of it. But the other part for those that are, are struggling, so having children at a young age or feeling like there's no hope, uh, that no one wants you because you have kids or a divorce or divorce, you know, your healing that is needed, your deliverance that is necessary, whatever addictions that you may have. Uh, whatever personal things that you went through where someone would demeanor it, but here there are people out here that will help you through those 
those really low moments because mm-hmm. there are really people out here, good people that still care, that still love because because of the way that God loved them and showed them the way. Because if he didn't bring anybody out, then how can we talk about it? So so we had to die in order to live. And yes, and Lord, that don't even feel good. Which does not feel good at all. But it's worth it. It's you worth know, it. I, it's worth it. And I'm, I'm so glad. I feel get such like a jittery or happy feeling when I'm able to help someone or if they need gas or if they need food or if they need uh, water or if they need a hotel or, you know, it, it doesn't matter, but we just have to be willing and available to do whatever the need is because God met us where we are. And yes, so he did. women. Yeah you know, or young girls growing to be women, adults, even if you're missing that mother figure, or if you even happen to be missing that father figure, you know, there, God has provided a way, amen, to, uh, to help us all, to strengthen us all. And there are individuals that he ordained to do this. And so it's nothing that you've gone through that no one hasn't been through before. Um, and we just want to be of a blessing and an encouragement. And like you said, the key point, just like we look to Jesus, for hope. For hope to make it just through the day. Don't worry mm-hmm. about tomorrow because that's enough in itself. We don't, exactly. we don't make it to tomorrow. But there's an, enough to go through just today. Um, so just to be, be encouraged, it, I'm telling you, the most unhealthiest or sickest things that you may be encountered to don't work don't worry about it it was there for you to conquer it and live through it to help somebody else amen amen